Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. Esther is angry. She cannot believe what her mother did. Her mother had told them they could stay up later and read more of the book. But once the map started to glow, her mother had shut the book and sent them to bed. Esther has decided that she has to get the map and go to find the portal. Maybe this would finally be the way to bring her father home. How would she know unless she tried? The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 11 Esther sat in her room, staring absently at the flickering light of her candle as it created patterns on the wall of her room. She was mesmerized by what had just occurred and what it might mean. The map had come to life by the touch of her hands and the wind of her breath almost as if it was created for her or people like her, whoever they might be. All the intricate designs that glowed, the route to the portal, and the symbols, including a key, were burned into her mind. The symbol of the key might indicate that the map was not only showing the way to the portal, but was the means to open it. After years of missing her father, of wondering where he might have gone, this could finally represent a way to find him, bring him home, and prove to everyone that he didn't just leave us alone to go on another crazy adventure. The feelings of amazement and hope were soon replaced by disappointment and anger when thoughts of what her mother had done entered her mind. Esther's mother had promised to give them time to read the book later than normal to discuss what they read. But instead, shortly after the map started to glow and reveal itself, she grabbed it, put it back inside the book, and sent them off to bed without so much as a word. They hardly had time to digest what had just happened. Esther thought back to when she told her mother that she had found the book. Her mother had assured her that she would not take it to the village elders. Taking the book to the elders meant it would likely never be seen again. She promised that they would discover its contents together. Esther started to think that her mother might not have been true to her word. There were times when she could protest her mother's decisions, but tonight, when she shooed them to bed, the look on her face showed that this was not one of them. Her face had a seriousness to it that would not allow for discussion. But Esther thought she also saw something new in her mother's face. Fear. Her mother was the strongest person she had ever known, 
and though she may have at times struggled, she did so unflinchingly. What was it about the map that could possibly bring about this change, that would force her to change her mind? Would she take the book away, never allowing Esther to read it again? She didn't ponder these questions for long. Esther was increasingly angry. She was so angry, she swore that steam was coming from her ears. She remembered her father telling her one night, after a particularly difficult negotiation, that anger was the enemy of sound decision-making. When emotions are high, wisdom is low. She knew she should heed his advice, but made the fateful decision anyways. Esther decided that she would follow the map to the portal and, if she could, use it to find her father. And she would do it alone. But first, she would have to get the map out from the book, which was certainly in her mother's hands. Esther decided to wait until all light was extinguished in their cottage, a sure sign that everyone was asleep. She first packed a bag for travel. She planned on traveling light, so she packed the bare essentials. Candles, a change of clothes, a coat, some loose currency, water, and some jerky for energy. She then wrote a note for her little brother, which read, Choices are not always this way or that way. You can be a math scholar and a fine gardener. Follow your dreams, you squirt. After all the lights were out, she sat listening for a small cycle longer, hoping that that would ensure everyone was asleep. She crept out of her bedroom and walked into her brother's whose heavy breathing indicated he was sleeping. She left him the note and stared at him a while. I'm coming back, right? She said to herself. Then she walked slowly to her mother's room, where she was sure the book must be. Looking in to see if her mother was asleep, she saw that her bed was empty. That's not good. If she was up waiting for her in the dark, she would be in big trouble and would never be able to make her way to the portal. Esther quietly walked out into the main room. It was dark, but Esther knew where all the creaks in the floor were, and since her eyes were adjusted to the dark, avoided any accidents like banging her toes on the bookcase that guarded the entrance to the room. At the table was her mother, asleep, her head on the book. She had been reading alone. Beside her head was the map, no longer glowing and free for Esther to grab. Her anger had time to dissipate somewhat, so she hesitated, questioning her decision. 
Before she lost her nerve, she silently took the map, thankful it didn't start with its fireworks-like display of light, put it into her bag, and walked out the door of the only home she had ever known. The sky was clear that night, allowing the moon to shine bright, like a giant lantern in the sky. Its light was so strong that it turned a rocky path into something amazing. It made the stones sparkle and made it easy for Esther to walk without tripping. She stopped to look back, the cottage just visible in the distance. But before she could change her mind, Esther turned around and continued towards the path that had changed everything for her. Esther walked slowly, but in what seemed like a short period of time, arrived at the meeting place where she had found the book. It was quiet but for the rustling of leaves and the whisper of the wind as it blew through the trees in the distance. She sat and took the map out from her bag, and upon unfolding it, it started to glow again. It showed her location, the path, and the route forward. It was incredibly straightforward, and she couldn't understand why no one had ever reported the route. She started on her way again. The path took her through a grove of trees with fireflies flying through the air like tiny floating lanterns, casting a warm glow on the path before her. She saw small glowing mushrooms growing on the sides of the path and the faint outline of small animals moving in the shadows. Looking back, she saw the mushroom's light slowly fade and the fireflies dissipate as if the map she was carrying had asked them to help her find her way. As she walked, Esther heard the distant hoot of an owl, its call echoing through the forest as if guiding her toward the portal. The soft chirping of crickets accompanied her steps and from high up in the trees, she heard the gentle fluttering of wings, revealing a family of fairies, the larger of the group ushering the others into their tiny homes as if to protect them from the sight of Esther. Surely they must have seen people like myself before, she thought. The map guided Esther down one path after another, through meadows and forests with impossibly tall trees, each path looking less traveled than the other. It must have been many cycles since anyone has walked down these paths, Esther mumbled as she pulled the vines off her ankles. The farther she walked, the more the plants and trees seemed to be trying to discourage her. There were no more fireflies, and the glowing mushrooms were gone. It's like there were two imposing forces, one keen to help guide her toward her destination, the other not. Esther kept walking, 
not wanting to rest until just before sunrise. With the distant orange visible in the sky, she came upon a wall of vegetation that blocked her way. The thick vines covered with thorns and leaves and shades of emerald and ruby snaked all across the path, stopping her from continuing. As she stepped forward, the vines would sway and tighten, trying to dissuade her from continuing her journey. If she tried to press on through, she would certainly be scratched by all the thorns. Even without the thorns, the vegetation was so thick, the wall so seemingly impenetrable, it seemed impossible to continue. Why would the map lead her to a dead end? Or was this a test? She looked at the map. It glowed with her location, urging her forward. Pushing the vines forcefully led to painful scratches on her hands. Looking at the map, she noticed the gentle flow of her glowing location. Force may not be the answer. Trying again, she whispered words of kindness, asking for safe passage. And with gentle hands, she started pushing aside the vines. The vines responded by parting just enough to create a narrow path for her to walk through. With each step, the impenetrable wall of vegetation seemed to recognize her and allowed her passage, gradually clearing the way. The vines loosened their grip and the bushes shifted their branches, revealing a cleared path leading straight to what she hoped would be the magical portal to the unknown realm and her father. It was morning now as she walked, and she imagined that her little brother was eating breakfast with mother. Her anger had long since faded, and she thought for a brief moment that she might have made a mistake. Her mother would be worried. She hoped that if she was successful, she might find a way to forgive her. Pressing on, the vines had disappeared replaced by a small dirt path surrounded by tall white trees, flowering ferns, and excited birds who seemed to sing louder the farther she went. Finally, she came upon a sunlit clearing of tall grass with birds and insects flying about, drinking from the tops of purple flowers. She could see a small stream of water in the distance. What she couldn't see was a portal. Looking at the map, it plainly showed that the portal was supposed to be right in front of her. But she couldn't see it. She walked around the edge of the clearing, looking to see if it was simply hidden by the flowers and trees after many cycles of disuse. But she saw nothing. 
Esther came back to the center and walked forward ever so slightly. Why did you guide me here for nothing? She said aloud. Disappointed, she sat down on the grass, tears starting to flow down her cheeks. I'm sorry, Father. I thought I could find you. As she cried, she noticed something shining in a large tree directly in front of her. She got up, walked towards the tree, and saw a large polished stone shining in the sunlight. The tree was covered in light, intricate patterns that were difficult to see if you weren't close. As she touched them, they started to glow, and the tree's center started to fade away. This must be it, she said. I was expecting some kind of elaborate stone archway, like illustrated on the map. Shirewood was full of them, announcing your entrance to each and every neighborhood. But this was far more subtle and gentle. Esther's heart was beating with excitement as she stepped closer. There's no turning back now, she said. Holding up the map, the tree's center started to pulse with a bright white light. The map was the key. Esther bravely stepped forward, clutching the magical map in her hand. As she approached the tree, the center began to shimmer and sparkle with an enchanting light. It grew brighter and brighter until it dazzled like a hundred suns. Esther closed her eyes and took a deep breath, feeling excited and scared. With a burst of courage, she stepped forward and walked straight through the tree's center, disappearing from this realm to another. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight.